Hey everyone, first episode of our podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, it'll be a few days before we actually get it up on a podcast service because I'm still setting all of that kind of stuff up. But for now, you get first crack at it here on YouTube. Um, but if you want to listen to it someplace else, we will start linking down to those in the description as they come out and once we get them all hosted. Also, if you want to see the behind the scenes of like how you can get a podcast started or how to get a YouTube channel started, you can join me on the other channel where I'm actually going to be doing a deep dive on how to like get um, started doing podcasting or uh, creating YouTube videos on low to no budget. Um, so that'll be linked uh, below or in the like the little like cards up in the corner if you're on your mobile phone, wherever wherever decide to throw those up there. Um, but today we have a bunch of stuff to cover because we got the Nintendo Indie World Direct today at like lunchtime. Yeah. Um, we got new Nintendo Switch rumors. Well, not really new, but we got some sort of confirmation that Nintendo has given directives to developers to increase some performance or enhance some specifications in how they develop for their games. We got a bunch of sales on the Nintendo eShop that are really cool. Um, and I will put the timestamp in the description of this video so you can click to whatever one those you would like to listen to us ramble on about. <laughs> um, but the big news today is that we got Among Us on Switch. Yeah, it's so big right now. It's like the perfect time. Well, I think the to perfect finally join the party. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah, perfect time to join the party if you haven't gotten on board yet. Yeah, I'm trying really hard to get my family to play that uh, on Christmas. Uh, I think it would be a fun fun game to play um, since you don't have to be, be in the same room. Yeah, I feel like, but I feel it's an easy game. I feel like uh, your parents would get in on it, especially because it's not a new. Like, it's not a new game itself. Like, that kind of game is, like, the, something we would play, like, when I was at camp growing up. Um, except we play with real people in our bunk room at night. Um, or, like, uh, like if it was raining or something, we would play that around, like, the indoor areas of, of, of stuff. And, you know, you'd have, like, a werewolf, we would call them. And the werewolf would eat people. Um, but during the day, quote-unquote, like, you couldn't tell they were a werewolf so that kind of thing so you shut the lights off go do your tasks they turn the lights on um the werewolf grabs you has to grab you here you fall on the ground that kind of stuff but uh you know i'm losing losing topic already you want to stay on topic sorry about that um but let let's first say that nintendo never really drops uh, uh discounts on their first party software yeah um so but right now <clears throat> there's discounts yeah, definitely. If you haven't already grabbed some like of the first party games that that um, that Nintendo has offer on discount, like definitely go like look through the selection because it's not all first party games too. Um, that's why I always recommend making a wish list on your Switch um, because you'll get a notification if things do go on sale. Um, but if you are holding out on something like Mario Odyssey or Breath of the Wild, um, now is probably the great best time to to probably purchase those. You're not gonna find them anywhere for much cheaper than what they are now um yeah. do you have the prices for those um breath of the wild is 40 dollars right now so it's like a 20 20 dollar discount yeah um mario odyssey is 42 dollars so that's 18 dollars fire emblem three houses is 42 dollars um and then some other non-nintendo games are untitled goose game is on sale for 14 and Outer Worlds, if you haven't played that, is fifty percent off right now. Yeah, that's a it's good great. deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does. It probably doesn't run as great as on some of the other consoles if you have those, but that's a good price. So uh, yeah. you kind of have to weigh those options there. 
Yeah. Um, and $14 for Untitled Goose Game, especially since they have multiplayer now in yeah. Untitled Goose Game. I haven't picked up that. Definitely go do it. And then... It's a good game if you need a laugh, if you just need a break from, you know, your everyday. Yeah. A lighthearted, feel-good kind of funny game. And it's worth the price of admission. I think of it this way. Like, a movie... T- well, back when we could go to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, movie... T- like, one person's movie ticket would cost you about, you know, 10 to $15, depending on where you went and what time of day. Yeah. Uh, and you get maybe, like, two hours of entertainment out of that. Um, but, like, Until Goose Game is, like, the price of a movie ticket, but it's, like an eight hour long game if you you know don't like try and like rush i'm sure you could beat it faster than that but um i've spent about eight hours on it and i'd say it's worth the price of admission in terms of laughs um and definitely that's definitely one like play with like your family or or something like that so if you're you know we're we're expecting a giant snowstorm this weekend so if you're in the same area as us like that's a good that's a good good game to be stuck inside with and laugh about yeah yeah definitely recommend picking that up now, let's get into the biggest news uh, that we got that's concrete. Because sw- like a new Switch, or potentially coming down the road, is big news. But it's not super confirmed yet. But the Nintendo Indie Direct. So, let me just read off uh, some of the games that have been announced in it. I actually have, I think I got all of them. So, Spelunky 1 and 2, Fist of Fluff, Very Very Valet, Tunche. Cyber Shadow, Calico, Alba, A Wildlife Adventure, Gnosis or Gnosis. I don't know if it's like Gnocchi or the, the G is hard. I think it, uh, it's an A at the end. It's Gnosia. Gnosia. G-N-O-S-I-A if you're listening along. Yeah. Happy Game. Does not look like a happy game. Super Meat Boy Forever. Grindstone. Uh, and then in the compilation where they just show some like some footage and don't do much explaining, um, and they only show a few seconds, we got when the past was around, um, Cosmocrats or Cosmocats, uh, Hoa, Hazel Sky, Trash Sellers, and Finding Paradise, and then Among Us, which we already talked about. Yeah. Um, so, did any of those in the in the direct? Well, first of all, did you have any expectations when you saw that the direct was coming? No, I feel like the indie directs I never have an expectation for because it's always kind of wild cards, not stuff like big name stuff that I'm looking for, like maybe a Rune Factory or a, um, what's the one? Um, Dancing game? Yeah, no, um, the RPG um bravely default yeah okay i just can't think of the name right now that one i now that you did that movement that's the movement they make in the games <laughs> while they're like waiting to battle yeah um yeah no so uh i was expecting a direct uh i feel like we got no news about nintendo at the game awards not that like i think the game awards is even the best place to make announcements because it's about celebrate like i feel like it overshadows some of the things you're supposed to be celebrating there um but like that being said nintendo like that's where we saw breath of the wild 2 right yeah. wasn't it yeah um, last year mm-hmm. so and we saw a creepy zombie ganondorf there so everyone's kind of expecting some of that and we didn't get that today uh or last weekend whenever that was yeah strange um, but i feel like nintendo is really going their own way now with the direct like we're going direct to our people, our consumers. Yeah, I mean, PlayStation has that too with, like, the state of plays, but 
it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what Nintendo's doing differently that makes it feel... Uh, besides, like, giving people a little bit of what they want, as opposed to Sony just being like, here's what you want. You want 3D audio. And we're like, no, <laughs> we just want a PlayStation. That's it. Like, we don't care about that as much. Um, but, uh, no, no, no. So Did th- you have expectations? I did, but I didn't think it was going to be an indie direct. I thought we were going to get a direct, and I thought we were going to get some announcements. Uh, Breath of the Wild? No, I didn't think we were going to get Breath of the Wild, but I did think we were going to get something like, uh, hey, the HD uh, Wind Waker. Mm. Uh, I thought that we were going to get something like that, or a Zelda collection, because uh, this was Mario's 35th anniversary, and then we have Zelda's 35th anniversary. Uh, so to be able to do something for that, that would be cool. Um, to be honest, I'm probably more excited about Zelda than I would be about Mario, just because... Uh, I love almost everything that's Zelda. I don't love everything Mario. So, like, the new Super Mario Brothers games, like, I don't like those games at all. I think it's time for them to go away. I think it's time for them to go back to, like, 16-bit, 8-bit Mario and give us some more of that kind of stuff in, like, the same vein as, like, Super Mario World. Um, Or in... And I think in terms of their 3D properties that aren't, like, you know, uh, the mainline 3D platformers in terms of, like... Super Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, the uh, Mario Odyssey, those ones. Like, I like the the Mario 3D world, and we are getting more of that. So I was hoping maybe we would see maybe some of, like, Bowser's Fury. Um, but we haven't seen that. We just saw more of the game that's already five years old, six years old at this point. Um, so I was thinking we were going to get something like that. So that was my expectation going into the Direct, that we'd get something, or maybe, like, um, the Metroid Trilogy... Um, you know, poured it over from GameCube and we, um, still waiting to hear about Metroid. Yeah. It's so difficult. They they have to do that at some point. Like, unless Metroid 4 is like a soft reboot, in which case, like, they're probably not going to name it Metroid Prime 4. They're probably going to name it Metroid Prime. And then you'll have like 2021 or, and realistically 2025 next to it or something like that. Um, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there were also and there's also rumors that they have another like they have a pikmin like ready to go like unless uh because miyamoto said like years ago that pikmin 4 was almost completely done yeah so unless they have that in their back pocket or pikmin 4 was hey pikmin on yeah, the 3d say, 3ds is and, that what he was talking about <laughs> if that's what he was talking about then like we just forget about that game that was that game essentially played itself yeah um so th- i had some expectations but uh beyond my like disappointment and things like that what do you, what do you think about um were there any games on the list that maybe like stood out to you they there are a lot of cat games yeah i noticed that too <laughs> i'm not a cat person so there were a lot they don't of... immediately grab me <laughs> yeah there were a lot of really interesting like really cool art styles but that looked beautiful and like interesting to me but i'm not sure if the gameplay is for me yeah, so the thing with a lot of these indies is I feel like they, they there's, like, two categories they seem to fall into, and it's, like, either, like, hey, this is, like, we want to make you feel something emotionally with a story, or just, like, the, the kind of, like, the aesthetic going on and how that all ties together, or there's, like, it, like this is gameplay heavy, and you don't have to, like, we're just going to show you gameplay, and we're not trying to win everybody, but for the people who are into, like, that style of game, like, this is going to sell you on it. And I think I got sold on a few things like that, um, but I wanted to, I wanted to hear from you first. 
uh, yeah. about anything that you thought. Um, I'm a little bit interested in the Alba game. Okay. The wildlife adventure. Yeah. So next, when I wrote, the, I wrote down next, like when that, like next to each, I wrote down all the things and like my thoughts on all, all of them. And next to that one, I just wrote, I don't know who this is for. Like, <laughs> I don't know if this is for kids or if it's for teenagers, adults. Like, is this for family to play together? Yeah, I'm not like gonna go buy it, but I'm definitely interested in learning more about it. I feel like I didn't learn enough about it to even know if it was for me or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but it's enough to like. What they did show is enough to pique your interest to be like, I yeah. want to check this out. Maybe not like pre-order it, but definitely, definitely look at it. Make sure I'm aware of when the date date it is comes out. Right. Yeah. Okay. And Calico, the cat cafe one was interesting, but lately I've been enjoying games with a little more substance. I like, um, I have Animal Crossing, which is cute and fun and you can decorate and that's what a lot of the cat cafe ones seem to be. So um, if I'm going to pick up another game that's not that kind of game, I would want more combat and stuff. Yeah, something that pushes back. That I, yeah. I feel like that's what I've been doing. Like, and I'm, I'm always playing Animal Crossing, even if it's only for like 20 minutes or like 10 minutes just to get my dailies done. Um, and then switching over to something that pushes back Yeah. Um, a little bit a little bit more. Um, I'm still looking for what that game is for me right now um i don't feel like i've played anything that that really like piqued my interest or like consumed me in like the way that i want a challenge um but that that might just be because i'm waiting to buy demon souls until after christmas and hopefully it'll go on sale for a little bit but um i think that'll be a game but that's not on switch so um and you know there's not too too much news in terms of sony right now besides like you know all the cyberpunk stuff going on and it not running well on how the majority of people are wanting to play that game right now but um anyways so uh that all that being said like i calico i didn't think that was for me i don't like the idea of like a pet cafe to begin with so i think that's that's why it's just like i'm not their demographics (laughs) that's why it didn't stand out to me i liked um there in the little compilation at the end there was when the past was around the art style was really cool which like drew me in at first but then it looks like you're exploring the world and um doing puzzles okay which is interesting like they looked like interesting logic kind of puzzles yeah yeah uh that that was the one with like the shadow there was like keys with little shapes on them and um i'll have to rewatch it yes hair. okay yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah. I th- yeah I know what you're talking about now yeah um i think another one that like well spelunky one and two like spelunky like ev- everyone who's, who's played spelunky seems to love it um it i don't i've never i've never picked it up um i think based off the art style alone it reminds me of a mobile game uh and i'm very much like not into playing games on my phone um but the, the other one that kind of like looked looked cool to me was uh, Fist of Fluff. And I said I'm not a cat game. So you have to, <laughs> you have to set, you like, so for me, it's not just like an, an instant sell. Like you actually have to like, okay, what else is there besides cats? You know, um, <laughs> what are the cats doing? Yeah, exactly. And that's where you'll sell me. And so like the, it looked so broken, but in a fun way, <laughs> yeah. like in the same way that like Goat Simulator is broken. Some of the 
times when the cats were moving around, they just looked wrong. Like, I know. Their legs were like. <laughs> and yeah, you could see them clipping and glitching out, and I think that's intentional. Um, and like, but like that is so perfect. Like I remember having cats growing up, and we had two cats and a dog, and I remember them like. It'd be completely silent. It'd be like Saturday morning, everyone's sleeping in, and all of a sudden, like there would be this huge fight in like another room in the house, and things would be falling over, and like all, like you'd hear the dog barking, the cats meowing, and like you hear a bunch of thumping, and like you'd go into the like the, the living room, and like there's a mirror knocked over, the like the couch is askew, <laughs> like everything on like in this basket is now on the ground. Um, so it looks like what would happen because it looked like there was like environmental things that like, get involved in the fighting as well, like chairs and plants and yeah. stuff like that. Fist of fluffs. Fist of fluffs. Yeah. It's fighting with cats. Definitely looks like a game that would be mo- the most fun, like either streaming it or playing with your friends in like a, in a, in a chat or Yeah, they said that there family. was online multiplayer, right? Yeah. So I feel like that's a multiplayer game, uh, for sure. And another multiplayer game that came out right after that was like very, very Valet. Um, and it kind of reminded me of, uh, Overcooked or, um, I think the game is moving out where you're like the movers yeah. who you're trying to like get everything out of. It looked like that, that kind of game where it's like complete chaos. It doesn't matter how you get the job done as long as you get it done and like not everything is destroyed. It's parking cars. Yeah. Cause you're a valet. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, there were, like, people going off of springs and trying to, like, jump over, like, moving trains. So, uh, either that or it just looked like, again, like, one of those other fun times that for that. Um, anything else? Because I have one more. Well, two more, actually, that, like, really got me. Like, Super Meat Boy. If you've played Super Meat Boy, any of the other games, uh, like, you know what you're getting. That crazy hard art uh, platformer that's, like, just grueling and punishing and kicks your butt. So, if you like traditional platformers... Uh, I would recommend that game. I would also recommend um, for platformers. I bought this controller. This and if you're listening on the podcast, uh, this is sorry, it's out of focus. Here it is. This is the uh, super. Uh, this is the SN30 Pro Plus. It's made by 8BitDo, and I got it in the like classic super American Super Nintendo colorway, uh, without those stupid multicolor buttons. Go purple all the way. Um, sorry. Uh, but that, that's a great controller for the Switch. You can actually actually pair it with your computer, and you can play it on, uh, I think PlayStation Xbox also supports it too. You might have to buy an adapter for your computer or something. I'm not entirely sure. You don't need the adapter for the Switch. But I use that because the placement of the D-pad uh, is perfect. I don't like the asymmetrical D-pad when you're playing platformers on the Switch using the Joy-Con or the Pro Controller. Um, so this has become actually my favorite controller. So... If you are not a fan of asymmetrical controllers for like even like 3D games, um, this has more of like the PlayStation setup, where the, the DualShock or the DualSense, where like the controls are uh, symmetrical in terms of your uh, sticks. So highly recommend that if you are into platformers. Like it, it's like a night and day difference. The D-pad is great and it feels. It feels like a like a Super Nintendo controller, which I think is like my favorite thing to play 2d platforming games on so just a, a quick plug right there for that but um if you're getting super meat boy and you don't have one of those um and then uh grindstone uh looked like a weird puzzle like almost like candy crush meets like an rpg meets adventure time definitely had like a mobile game feel 
Yeah, it had a mobile game feel, but um, like if you saw through they very quickly, if you go back and watch, they go through some menus, and there's definitely some RPG elements to it. So it, it like at first I was like, this is just Candy Crush, but like looks like Pendleton Ward drew Candy Crush and made it dungeons, <laughs> and then I was like. Oh, well, I was going through some of the menus, and then they show some different characters moving differently. So it kind of reminded me of like I think it's gonna be a little bit more in depth than that. And if it is, I'm definitely gonna pick that pick that game up. Um, but especially because the art side, Pendleton Ward, and like all the stuff he does is, is great. I don't know if he actually drew it, or if it's just like someone imitating that style. But that one, and then the one that like really stood out to me that like I'm probably gonna buy. I don't have to see any more. And they tried to even sell you on the story of it afterwards. I was like, shut up, I don't care. Like, uh, the gameplay looks amazing. Uh, and that's Cyber Shadow. Um, again, I like those more, like, classic Metroidvania type, type stuff, and that's what it looked like. They called it an action platformer, um, but it didn't really look like an action platformer. It looked like a Metroidvania um, because you're, you're going through underground levels, and it looked like you're unlocking things to get to new new places and doubling back. Um, and it, it just looks like it's going to be, like, insanely difficult um and like that was one of those ones like i talked earlier like i'm definitely their target target audience they were not trying to appeal appeal to someone like you they didn't like it's just like nope we know who we're going for and the people who like this kind of stuff will be excited for this just but based off what we showed um and i think that's what i'm most excited for based off of the the direct okay yeah yeah um especially because we haven't had like a uh a good like I, it looked like it was like a 16 or 32 bit uh like pixel graphic style metroidvania that kind of feels nostalgic but plays better than what you remember it um so gotcha yeah because the last metroid we got and the last castlevania style game we got wasn't even castlevania is uh uh is bloodstained and it was the actual metroid game on the 3ds and it has those like two 2.5d graphics which i'm not a fan of mm. um especially on games like that um yeah i like i like all of the artwork and the the kind of like scaled down approach to it so but i understand apparently it's di more difficult to develop those 2d styles if you're not completely used to it uh in terms of developing so uh i don't know any any anything else that you want to add to the uh and nintendo indie direct before we move on um there was happy game. It looked super happy and creepy at the same time. Very colorful, but very creepy. You should check it out. The trailer. You're interested based on that? It looks kind of like surrealist. I'm not sure if I would want to play it, but I like I feel like I would want to watch someone else play it. Okay. I do not like jump scares or anything, but I feel like I would want to check see someone else play. Yeah. Um, I was getting, like, major, like, 90s, like, weird 90s music videos vibes. Mm. Um, it almost looks like the cover, the art style almost rem it reminded me of, uh, Newfound Glory's, um, All Downhill From Here. So, anyways, um, yeah, anyways, the artwork in that was great. Is like, that surrealist kind of stuff, too. Um, or, like, uh... Maybe, like, Courage the Cowardly Dog, if you've ever seen that. Like, that kind of, like, happy, but also really creepy and, like, bright colors, but it's also, like, weird. Yeah. Yeah. And Trash Sailors. I want to see more of Trash Sailors. Finding Paradise looked very Stardew-like in terms of 
its art direction as yeah. well. So I have to look into that. I didn't have enough time. Um, I'm not sure if that's the same dev as Stardew Valley um, because I know he's working on a new game right now as well as Stardew Valley, which just got a major update. Um, so if you haven't checked out Stardew Valley 1.5, go do that. I'm definitely on the hunt for the next Stardew-like game. And I'm hoping it's Rune Factory, but we haven't gotten a clear idea of when that's coming out. Right. And for those of you who don't know, uh, can you explain a little bit about Rune Factory, Harvest Moon, all of that kind of stuff? Um, okay. Well, Harvest Moon is a basic farm simulator. You farm, you have a town, you have people you build relationships with. It's basically the precursor to Stardew Valley, but Stardew Valley adds combat and um a lot of life upgrades, just like basic quality of life upgrades and fun stuff. But um, Rune Factory is the like offshoot of Harvest Moon that was made by the same company. And so it adds the dungeon crawling, like the um, going into caves and... Um, mines and yeah hunting little monsters and stuff so the room factory 4 was really f fun you could farm you could there was a huge town there was a big storyline you could do dungeons and um you could catch the monsters and keep them on your farm to take care of your farm for you it was like very in-depth and i'm excited for the next mm -hmm. one Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know, or if you did play Harvest Moon growing up, because that was a big franchise, essentially Harvest Moon and Rune Factory, like, they split off, like, one company. Oh, essentially, I'm making this easy to understand. One company owned a development team, and they had a divorce. And the company who owns Harvest Moon still makes Harvest Moon games, but ever since that divorce, they're not that great. Whereas like the company that the development team that actually made Harvest Moon, the developers, they all now have their own IP and they took everything from Harvest Moon and turned it into Rune Factory. So like Story of Seasons. Story of Seasons. Sorry. Story of Seasons. Sorry. Story of Seasons. So we have uh, that kind of split there. And so now you have like these three main games. You have like Harvest Moon, Story of Seasons and Rune Factory, which are all kind of like same vein uh, of stuff and so like out of those three because i know there's a new harvest moon which one like what order would you rank um all of them i might have like bared the lead there a little which bit. one i which one i like want, i rank them like i'm most excited for your most there is a new new of each one of them coming. well yeah rank your your excitement for each one yeah i'm most excited for rune factory because while i do like i grew up loving heart Harvest Moon, Story of Seasons, those games, and I played every single one that I could get my hands on, and there were a lot of them. Um, I, since I've, like, developed more, I've become more of a fan of having some combat, some RPG elements to it, um, you know, equipment like um, armor and weapons and crafting and all of that being added in is so much more fun to me. So Rune Factory is number one. I'm most excited for that because of all those things that are added to it. Then Story of Seasons because that is the original people that developed it, the original development team, and it is the most 
true to what I'm nostalgic for. And then third, Harvest Moon. I haven't actually ever bought a Harvest Moon game that is not from, like, since the divorce. I have not bought a brand name Harvest Moon game because you just read the reviews and they're not great. And if I'm going to spend money on a full-priced or nearly full-priced game, I just want to enjoy it. It's like they've... The last one, I think they added, like, a little bit of Minecraft elements to it. Or you could, like, terraform a little. Okay. But, like, it wasn't... They didn't do it well. And instead, I kind I did Dragon Quest Builders, which is kind of like mm. that. Plus farming, plus combat, Dragon Quest Builders was... Would you recommend really if fun. if you haven't played either of those? There's two of them. Which one would you say hop in? Um, I mean, if you want to play both, you should definitely start with the first one first, because between the first one and the second one, they made huge like improvements in the UI and the and your like day to day how you get things done. The second one is way better, but if you want to play both, you should play the first one first because so. it's it's hard to go from it would be super hard to go from oh everything's so much easier in the second game and then go back to the first game and be like this is clunky now. Yeah. Yeah. So they're both really great games. I would recommend playing both if you had to only pick one, play um dragon quest builders too yeah and that's only if you like those games so like when you listen to reviewers and things like that um definitely find different outlets and different people specifically look at who writes the reviews um because there's certain people that i watch for their reviews um to see if i like the game and there's certain reviewers that like i don't generally like their taste in games not that they're a bad reviewer it's just like i know even if you say this game is a like a like a nine out of ten like I'm probably not gonna give it a, a look because I, you know, I I don't like online first-person shooters, arena shooters. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so like it doesn't really matter. But so if you find people who like sit in your your genres that you like, or you find a few different people whose opinions that line up with yours on games you both have played, um, then it, it's usually a, you have a better time, you know, gauging if you're if, if you should pick up a game based off somebody else's recommendation. Yeah. Um, so, um, we got through most things. So I have a few different like topics to talk about here. Um, a couple questions maybe, but one of the big things, and this has been a rumor for, for over a year now, if you go like anywhere, any YouTube channel, like beat em ups, I've been talking about this for over a year, like, uh, spawn wave, uh, even IGN has been writing articles about this for over a year about how like there are all these rumors, but no one will officially comment on them. Uh, and so we finally got something published like from outside the video gaming world. Um, I think it was, uh, it was Forbes, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but it was like one of those publications that has more to do with business than anything else. Um, and the consumer entertainment and stuff like that. Uh, it was pretty, pretty mainstream article. And, um, so, uh, Nintendo has apparently told their some developers to start working on developing in 4k for their games um so um do you have any thoughts about a new switch what you're hoping for in a new switch do you even think we should get a new switch right now 
I don't feel like we need a new Switch. I understand the pressure of like the new things are out and they are amazing, but like I just don't feel like that's Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Like, do we need a 4K Mario? What would Mario look like in 4K? It's all of his pores. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do we need, like, 4K Breath of the Wild probably would be pretty cool, but, like... The art style there, like... Yeah. It, like, you'd see more detail, maybe, like, but... Like, do we need a Breath of the Wild that looks like Red Dead Redemption? I don't... No, but I would love a Zelda game that, like, got into that much detail. <laughs> like, it just doesn't seem necessary and if you want to play something in 4k like i don't know cyberpunk do you, how many people have a switch but no playstation and are that into playing that game like these games that would look amazing in 4k like it just feels like for nintendo ips 4k would be wasted yeah so or i don't understand how it would why yeah why you would i yeah. one i think because a lot of people don't understand what 4k is um and there's really two competing and the, the, it's a spectrum really um so you think about here's how i'm thinking about it right i personally don't care about 4k i don't care at all um because if you're playing on like a like a 20 inch monitor and you're sitting like three feet away, like you're not going to be able to tell the difference between a 4K and a 1080p monitor from like three, four feet away from like what's a comfortable distance playing, right? You're not gonna be able to pixel peek from that far away. Um, but you know, if you get a larger TV, yeah, sure. It's gonna look better because you know, your pixels are, you know, a little bit more dense comparatively. But the bigger the TV you get, the more likely you are to see pixels even in 4K. Uh, I'm not super, that doesn't sell me on realism. Uh, movement really sells me on realism and immersion, which is like the refresh rate thing, which is the opposite side of the spectrum, which like that is a thing. Like you look at PC gamers, some people choose to play 4K, but only 60 frames every second. And some people choose to prioritize at like 1080p or 1440 um, and have like 120, 144 hertz um, refresh rate so that you're getting more of that visual information um in terms of movement and things like that and i think that is more immersive the the realistic movement than like having something 4k and dropping frames because if something goes from like if, if something if you could think of like variable resolutions and stuff like that which is something the switch does have it oftentimes goes from 1080 to 720 when you're playing docked on your tv in breath of the wild yeah and i don't notice it but what i and I don't notice it. And like I actually, and I can like, if I stop and look, I'm like, oh yeah, this is in 720 right now. I can kind of tell. Um, but it's usually like if I'm playing, I'm so immersed in the game that, I, that, that that's not game breaking for me or immersion breaking. But when things start dropping frame rates and you're at 30 frames per second, which like already, like when I watch cinematic movies, which are at 24 frames per second, like, like I can feel the kind of like clunkiness in movement sometimes and not everyone can like pick up on that as um as easily as others it has to do a lot with like the kind of content you consume and where you consume it but the the point i'm trying to make here is like i'd be more interested in not just nintendo 
Um, but like all these other games, like like even the PlayStation Five behind me right here, um, if you have variable frame rates and very variable refresh rates and variable um, resolutions like computers do, if you go into PC versions of games, you can go in and like uh, prioritize which one of those two you want, and you can dial in those settings. Right now, you don't even have the options in a lot of these games, but you have them in almost every single PC game. And so I, I, I would feel like that would be what I would like to see and just fix the stupid Joy-Con drift. Like, <laughs> I've had the... We've had Joy... Our originals... The original Switch we got had Joy-Con drift. We sent it in. It got fixed and repaired. And it has Joy-Con drift a second time after being repaired. Um, and it's... I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, I'm so they do, over. It. They do need to address that and fix it for like for real, for real. And like I understand it's a thing. Like it's wear and tear, right? And like PlayStation, like DualShock fours and Xbox controllers get drift, but not at the rate that these these are. Yeah, and it's especially bad if you're buying like a Switch Lite because you have to send oh, yeah. your whole system in. It's not just a controller where you can buy a second one and keep playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're expensive though yeah they are expensive so like um the DualShock you could always find on sale and they weren't as expensive as a new set of Joy-Con are yeah for sure um there are definitely games that I've played that seem like a cartoony kind of art style that are ports from um Steam Mm -hmm. and don't run well on the Switch so if Maybe a higher powered, just yeah. like more processing would be helpful to run some of those games where it's like, this doesn't seem like it should be taxing the system like it is. Or like our playthrough, uh, we did the whole playthrough of um, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. The frame rates on that were terrible when we played in co-op. Yeah. Or just like have online co-op for that like why is that so difficult (laughs) anyways so or change allow you to change the orientation of your screen so it's not split horizontally uh so you can split it vertically too because that would be way more helpful in hyrule warriors but um the the other thing i was going to say about that is what if you split that difference right like there are 2k monitors and there are high refresh rate monitors and like you can split the difference there and you you could do something like like a 2k or a 1440p which is like with the resolution on a lot of like um laptops now uh so if you have a macintosh laptop that was made in like the past like six years you probably have a 1440p uh resolution monitor um but like have something that has like a, a 60 frames per second lock-in rate you know or something that you can go back and be like i don't care about the resolution like prioritize my frame rate you know and just have those little designations as universal options on the switch and not like from game to game um now i understand like some some devs like get around that to make their games play better by locking you out of those parameters but ideally that's i think what would be the best solution there because you have two two groups of people three groups of people who say i don't care one group on one side one group on the other i think if you split the middle like you get like a nine sixty to 90 hertz refresh rate a 2k monitor so it's higher resolution and if it does scale down in handheld mode like who cares like you're not going to be like going from like you know 2k to 1440 to 1080 like it's not going to be that huge of a difference especially on a screen that small uh but the refresh rate is going to be make a huge difference 
Um, so, but then you think about it being docked. So that's another thing is some people think like it might be a docked only game and they're using the NVIDIA, I think they're using NVIDIA, um, stuff in, in the switch right now. And, uh, Linus tech tips actually put out a pretty good video talking about the NVIDIA shield, uh, and the technology they're doing in that to, uh, use AI to upscale to 4k. Uh, and it's actually extremely impressive. Uh, like I said, I'm not into 4K, but I understand that that is an ex- an impressive uh, feat that they accomplished to make it look actually good at what it's doing and not just like, oh, yeah, technically that is displaying in f- 4K, but it doesn't look good because uh, that's also a thing. So I don't know. That's all I would say about th- that. I mean, I do hope we get an update to the Switch. I don't think that we're going to get a Switch... Like now we have mid con- like console midlife updates and stuff like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if you know the Switch turns more into like okay this is Switch OS or this is Nintendo's operating system on this console and the Switch can handle this kind of stuff, uh, but you know the Switch Pro or the Super Switch can handle outputting it into larger things and after a while you know your Switch might get outdated and you might have to upgrade to a new switch the same way like okay like you have you're still you have an iphone 8 well after a few years like iphone 8 isn't going to be able to run the most uh up-to-date operating system because the hardware can't handle it anymore it's kind of how the ds was if you went from like the original weird clamshell that never closed all the way <laughs> to the to the light to the to the doorstop yeah i have a door i have the doorstop one behind me here yeah uh, yeah, so I think that's that's probably the way. I think that would be the most appealing to all consumers, but it doesn't have the sexy selling point of like having 4K on the box, the way that like the PlayStation Five has 8K on the box, but it does doesn't really output to 8K. You know, like we're still waiting on firmware updates or for them to unlock the console so we can do that. So, um, yeah, um, that's gonna probably be it for today um we we're at 40 minutes we're trying to keep these under an hour uh so if you like this hit subscribe because we're going to do some more updates it's not going to always be focused on nintendo stuff but video games in general uh so if there's some big playstation news we might talk about that as well um but we love nintendo so it's probably going to be mostly skewed towards nintendo we're biased like that and we admit it yeah um so uh but thank you guys so so much uh, as we pivot to this content like i said in the beginning of the show um you can look out for this and we'll let you know for sure when this comes out on podcasting app so if you want to actually listen to this if you're working or something like that uh look out for that because it's coming soon on my other channel i will link to it in the description uh as well i'm doing behind the scenes uh, about a lot of creative uh digital creative processes uh that a lot of people think there are barriers of entries to and podcasting is going to be the going to be one of the first uh, topics I, you know, tackle that and starting a YouTube channel, um, with low to no budget. Um, so, uh, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, as well as like, you know, Photoshop, Illustrator, drawing, videography, all that kind of stuff is coming as well. I just can't like release all of those on the same day. I wish I could. <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much. Uh, you can find us here on YouTube, uh, and we have a discord and we do a lot of animal crossing trading and posting about a lot of people post a lot of pictures of their animals in there too. So feel free to do that. Yeah. Um, it's a nice community. Yeah. It's a Everyone's good community nice, that friendly, we're growing. Mm-hmm. Helpful. Very helpful. Um, so thank you guys so much and we will see you later. Have a great day. Bye.